Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the BTF podcast. That's the Back to Football podcast, the number one podcast for people who probably should talk about something other than football. Now, what's going on? Uh, this isn't our usual setup. Uh, we're coming at you live on Zoom for the first time ever and I'm going to introduce who I'm joined by uh, from as I see it on the Zoom broadcast here. We've got bottom right, uh, Greg, how are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, we've also got Levi bottom left here. Yes, there. Um, day three in quarantine. <laughs> it's, it's going well. Someone, it's bad. someone had to say it. <laughs> and then uh, my top left here, I've got uh, Mr. John Miller. Uh, John, how you doing? Yeah, I'm do- doing well. Doing well. Doing well, uh, right. Isolated. Isolated, yes. Yeah. Isolated, I'm all isolated. <laughs> some sound issues uh there but um yeah look it's, it's gonna, be, gonna be a good episode it's gonna be a it's this is very much yeah a testing um episode because obviously a new setup for us the world has gone crazy i mean since our last show so btf 35 we talked about um coronavirus a little bit um i feel like back then it didn't quite seem like it was the you know the the big deal that it that it really is now and it's taken over the nation since um, was that a week ago it was a week you ago. know that was a week ago the worst thing is it was last week thursday and i just think everything exploded last week thursday and the whole world went mad um, yeah. and everything started going into shutdown it was literally the yeah, like really did, yeah. the the fastest going out of date of a podcast episode ever i think we recorded on tuesday <laughs> And then everything, yeah. yeah, like you say, everything kicked off on Thursday. So it went live on Wednesday. Everything kicked off on Thursday. Um, it's affected so far, I think, everyone, everyone, everyone in the world. Yeah. Everything, every company seems to have, you know, be be closing down. Or, I mean, sport, we're a sports podcast. Um, and sport is basically cancelled at the moment. I mean, what were your thoughts on that, first of all? I mean, we had... Uh, which league shut down first? Obviously, the Italian league, the French league, league yeah, and the Spanish, yeah. Spanish league, yeah. And so, and then um, obviously, who, who, someone's going to have to put. <laughs> yeah, no, Italy, uh, the French league went as well, um, and then there was just masses and masses of calls for the the Premier League to go as well, and obviously, subsequently, it did, which was unfortunate. Yeah, I had to get my last fix of sport. I had to get my last fix of sport somehow. So um, over the weekend, I, I just made an impulsive decision to head down to Kempton Park um, and watch the horse racing. Because I wish needed some some little bit of adrenaline rush, just that little bit of a, a roar of a crowd. So um, went down to Kempton and it was a good little day out. Do you have any winners? Plenty of winners. Five out of eight, actually. That's all right, that is. But not a bad one at all. Not a bad one at all. Oh, John's John's gone. <laughs> Don't know what's he done. There he is. I let had to leave, but I'm back. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, dear. Yeah, no, it's really sad. All the sporting, obviously, the Euros we just heard uh, is postponed to, to next year. Um, yeah. The Premier League, as you mentioned, Levi, they're saying I think they're still holding out until the fourth of April. It's not looking likely with everything that that will be. Uh, they'll stick to that. It, Do we it's think just even, uncertain? 
do you think even with special measures, say, for example, um, the players are put in special sort of measures? I know it's probably unrealistic and quite selfish to think, but uh, if the players are put in special measures, they almost isolated for two weeks, made sure they all got tested as a collective, um, and then games were to take place behind closed doors. Would that be completely ludicrous to suggest? I think that the the circumstances and the situation around it has changed so much that any anything that could potentially spread the virus is now seen as irresponsible. It isn't a case of things can go on if you're not linked to it. We're in a case where we are self-isolating, even if we are, like the four of us are self-isolating. We're, we're not even a risk group. It is just our responsibility now to self-isolate and stop that. So sport events really... The economic side of it, 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 there's a case for, yeah, it needs to carry on, but really we're beyond that now. We're talking social health, things like that. It's irresponsible for yeah. things to carry on. Yeah, and I think, although we are obviously a sports podcast, I think it puts things into perspective when things like this do happen and you have to realise probably what's more important at this stage. Yeah, definitely. Health. Yeah, agree, agree. The thing is, as well, the worrying is... Um, uh, what's his name? Rugani. He got it. The Juventus defender. He had it, um, but he was a carrier. He didn't display any symptoms. He didn't struggle with any of it. So, you know, the, these players they can have it, but not know. So, it, it no one's safe, as Dan said. No one's safe. Everyone's affected. How does this. that? How does that even work? Like, how would you know that you you're a carrier or you've got it if you're not displaying any symptoms? Because Idris Elba had the same thing. Like. How, how does how does it manifest manifest itself? It, yeah, I mean, it's a sticky situation of you know the elite get tested even though they don't have symptoms. I suppose. I mean, if you're in a position like that where you can, you know, not jump to the front of a line. I'm not saying that, but you can be tested even. They, though they've probably got symptoms. private healthcare. Right, this sort. is what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're lucky enough to be tested and not display symptoms, then that's how it goes. I mean, there's every there's every chance that one of us has probably got it. And we just don't know. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put it past me. Really like, my luck. Really <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, one thing that's interesting about this is that probably in my lifetime, the most significant news item or the most significant thing that's happened in the news was 9-11. Um, we would have all been at different ages through that. But um, obviously, as a result of 9-11, so many things in the world changed. Um, you know, the way we fly, the way uh, security checks work. Obviously, there's a lot of net, like very bad kind of xenophobic side effects of that as well, the way people treat each other. Um, I think we can be sure that out of this pandemic, there will be a lot of changes to the world. I mean, even on a, on a personal basis, the way that we're starting to work now, working from home, um processes with that even you know even us doing this podcast on zoom right now it wouldn't have happened without this thing happening and it, it takes events like this in history um to to change processes in the way the way things work world war ii was a a similar example there was a lot of technological um kind of byproducts of the second world war because actually in these in these horrific um, historical moments where everything is just up in the air. It's actually these are the things that ins that, that create change in the world. Um, and I think uh, I guess it's undeniable though, that 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 is interesting. You can't deny that's not interesting, Levi. So you go. Yeah, no. The the one comfort I have just off what you said um, about obviously like technological advancements. Obviously, we've had 
pandemics before in the past um, with the Spanish flu. So obviously that wiped out a substantial part of society. So God knows what it would have been like to um, live through that time. We're at a time in our lives, I would say, that this is probably the best dealt with um, pandemic that we've ever been to, able to experience. So it's quite interesting to show how far we've actually come, but also how far we've got to go um, in terms of being able to 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 deal with these sorts of things because in reality when when's the next one almost because once this one potentially if it does blow over um when's the next one and will we be equipped to deal with it then i don't think we can ever be ready to deal with it at all john thoughts um i'm just taking on for what you said levi i mean blow over that what does the end look like what is how does this blow over what when they get a when I can flick on my TV and watch Sky Sports again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I yeah. want Brexit talk back on the news. I'm, yeah. I'm bored of this. I want to hear about Brexit. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You can't sign a peace treaty with coronavirus. A virus. No. Yeah. It's out of order, mate. It doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Law unto itself. <laughs> John? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed that. What did you say? Dead air. No, it's uh, we'll, we'll carry on from that point. But just make, um, just make your point, John. <laughs> no, but you're right. You're right, though. Where does where does this end? Um, what is a logical kind of? At what point do we say right that is finished? Because because presumably this is now a virus that will exist forever. So this is yeah. something that will exist forever, um, and it will be a case of people. Um, you know, pr- presuming that they, they can find a vaccine for it, it would be a case of people becoming vaccinated to it and us just coping with this existing forever now. Um, I, I'll tell you what is the, the quite scary thought is um, because it's obviously such a new obviously disease, obviously none of us are um, health experts, but because it is such a new disease, no one, yourself, how, <laughs> no one knows how... No one knows how how best um, to deal with it. So I've seen, well, I don't know whether they're conspiracies, or, but I've seen a few news stories that are quite concerning um, regarding the use of ibuprofen um, with, yeah. having, with having, having the coronavirus. If you, t- if you take it, it can have quite adverse um, effects or, on the human body in terms of the, the symptoms almost worsen if you take ibuprofen. So mm. there's a lot of almost misinformation out there or lack of information on how to deal with it. Um, and if it does become something that is there for a substantial period of time, we probably do need to do a lot of work in being able to understand uh, diseases, viruses and pandemics in the future. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a good point. Yeah, I do. I, I do think that um, in, you know, to the opposite side of that, you could see it as misinformation, but really this is really very very new to humanity and even scientists you know it's a lot of predictions people don't really know what this is and that is one of the terrifying things is we don't know how to deal with this because it's like nothing we've ever seen before like you you say about ibuprofen it it could have um, negative impacts but really no one knows so ibuprofen is an anti-inflammatory i think that was the yes the significant that's the different yeah yeah the, the one thing as well that's really concerning as well, in 2019, I, I distinctly remember this, I read an article from the World Health Organization 
um, and it outlined why. Of course you did. No, honestly. Of course you did. You're a scientist. No, no, no. Honestly, no. I, yeah. I read it. It was a news story about it. It was a news Lance. story about the World Health Organization suggesting in 2019 that we were not ready for uh, a pandemic or a virus to break out. And obviously, it doesn't really take a lot to be able to predict that. But the fact that it happened in such close succession, there's probably some conspiracies out there on, on, on what's going on behind closed doors. But there are. Yeah, hey, there's a lot. Hey, I'm not here to. Um, I'm not here to talk about that. No, conspiracy. I've been keeping my uh, as the conspiracy egg of the show. I've uh, been keeping my ear to the ground on that, and uh, you know, maybe not appropriate time to talk about it now. But give it six months, nine months, see where we are, and we'll uh, we'll dig into a few of them on the show. There's definitely a few uh, flying about already. Um, we should, I think, because uh, basically every week, probably for the next couple of months we're going to be able to talk about coronavirus and it's changing the situation is changing literally hourly uh, at the moment you know whatever we say on this is probably going to be out of date by tomorrow uh so we probably should go back to football as we do uh, every week here on the back to football podcast um let's talk about the euros um who wins and who loses out of this situation um with uh, the delaying of a year. Um, I'm going to open it up with a suggestion of Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, he's no spring chicken. Um, if he was, he'd be sold out in, uh, in supermarkets. And uh, we'll see, you know, he'll be, a, he'll be a year older by the time uh, the, the tournament rolls around. Uh, does that, you know, is that something that's not going to benefit him very well? Great. Yeah, I, I don't... I'll, I'll let John <laughs> Yeah, John's, John's got one. No, I was going to say, I don't think, I mean, talking about Cristiano, uh, Cristiano himself, I mean, although he's no spring chicken, he is a supreme athlete. And I don't think another, what year, will, will have too much of an impact on, on him. Um, but uh, that's just my opinion. I think there's definitely a few other players who probably will miss it. Um, maybe a few that are older. Um, but also, there might be a few that, you know that could have missed it for your injury. That will get will get a chance to to get get back fit, get back training, and uh, and and they'll make it. So you know it's yeah. going to swing about. Most about completely agree with John. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know looking at the other side of that, with the young players that you know you, um, wouldn't have got a chance this year, but next season could have a brilliant season and then play. Um, you look at uh, older players, though, Robert Lewandowski is on the prime, prime form of his life, doing brilliantly, probably done, would have done really well. I don't know if Poland qualified or not. You might have to fact check me on that. But he would have really done very well. For me, the worst bit, the worst sacrifice of the Euros being cancelled for a year is that Gareth Southgate is safe for another year. Um, <laughs> he won't be found out for the absolute fraud that he is. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Great. shame, but, you know... It's, uh, circumstances around it have dictated that he is sitting in that office for another year, loving life, collecting those paychecks. Poland are qualified as well. Uh, they were okay uh, in Group E. Yeah, E three. Um, That's been cancelled. <laughs> yeah. So do, are they going to stick with the same groupings? Then I guess. Um, I don't see why not. Because obviously some won't change. Really. Some teams have still got to qualify. I do think one of the one of the teams. 
that will potentially do quite well out of this is Norway, um, who's obviously got Erling Haaland is going to be a year older. Um, Odegaard. Odegaard as well. So Odegaard most likely going to be playing for Real Madrid, uh, back with Real Madrid uh, next season. Um, I have a really good story. I've I've met him, actually. Odegaard. In Odegaard. Where did you meet him? Yeah, yeah, I've met him. Uh, So I was working at a restaurant. It was a hotel and restaurant and spa. And uh, the at the time, I think it would have, would have been under-18s. He was playing against the England under-18s and they stayed at our hotel. So they oh, ate nice. with us. They, uh, yeah, the, all, the whole team, really nice guys. And I think we thrashed them like 7-0. So it was even better. They were really, really per- like happy, really got happy-go-lucky before. And then they played the match and they came back and there was a real sombre mood in the room. Have you, uh, checked, have you checked to see whether Haaland was in that team as well? Uh, I'm not actually. No, what, that's what, worth looking at. What year would it have been? I'll do some fact checking. It would have been 2015 or 2016. Okay, you guys I'm chat. My GCSEs. You guys chat while I, I uh, fact I'll, check. I'll probably say the winners and losers. I I have to agree with John. I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo will be too phased by it. He's obviously uh, quite a supreme athlete, as John's already highlighted. Um, and I think he, I think he would be just fine. Um, I'll also say England are massive winners. In this yeah. um, almost yeah. delay, a lot of injury issues. Obviously, Rashford with his back issue. Um, Harry came with every questions whether he was going to be fit or not. Um, I think obviously having them for an extra year, when a probably a season under their belt, would um, benefit England really, really well. Because I was almost prepared for quite a dire tournament and another typical England display. Um, but now I'm quite optimistic being given a year. Hmm. But I'm quite interested, obviously, to see what would actually happen to the Euros as a whole, will will they still keep the same structure that they were proposing in terms of doing it over 12 countries? Yeah, yeah. I, I hope um, so. I, yeah, you go on. Do, do you, I, just, I don't know if... Is that, is that the most sensible thing to do? Will they be looking at alternative um, arrangements for that tournament? Definitely. That's the thing. Will everyone, you know, however long this goes on for and the financial repercussions, will they be brave enough to have something that is intercontinental will they want to keep it to a certain nation a certain group that kind of thing it will be such a shame because i think we were, as a nation we were really looking forward to the prospect of having was it the, the semi-finals and the final at wembley uh yeah i believe so yep that we were gonna host and and now and now it's not looking likely well it isn't likely but next season next year We'll revisit and we'll see if the UEFA are brave enough, or if that's even if that's even worth thinking about at this time. True. Uh, okay, six-one, England under twenty-ones versus Norway under twenty-ones. Let's yeah. go. Mo- moment of truth here. Uh, I've got the team. Did I meet Harlan? Uh, he was not in the squad, but they did uh, have too young, maybe. Um, El Yanassi was on the bench, who's who's one of their big players now. Um, Sorloth, I think he plays in uh, in Bundesliga somewhere. Um, but yeah, no no Erling Haaland in that team. But the England team back then, uh, let's go through that one. Um, you had <laughs> Gunn in goal, Callum Chambers, Angus. Um, House, someone called House H A U S. Oh yeah, Wolves, Wolves, yeah, Courtney House. 
Uh, Court, yeah, there we go. Courtney with a K. Um, Matt Target, who uh, who had a good season at Fulham uh, back in our last promotion. Nathan Redmond was in there. Shabala, Ward Prowse, Loftus Cheek, and, and Marcus Rashford up front got a hat trick. Um, so yeah, it's inter- It's very interesting to, when you see the players that don't make it from un- from under twenty one level to to senior level. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Generally, Do you that uh, team. That I think in like two thousand three, four, John, you might remember this. Um, they did like a team of the future. Yes, I think like, I don't think any of the players. They, it was like the, the starting eleven for England that's going to win us a World Cup, and like none of them. They all play in like second division, like Swansea, Wigan. I can pull this. It's worth looking up if you can, yeah, Dan. I, if you can pull it up, yeah, just can... to see who was who was there. I can't really remember who who they. That's not saying that they've gone into obscurity. Can't ever remember. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Can you guys see, go. see that? Oh, wow. Yes, Technology. I can. Yes. Michael yeah. Richards, that was it. Ben Amos. Wow. Oh, what what no. a team. Yeah. Claire. I'd only say the, the one player that's managed to maintain it in the Premier League is Theo Walcott. Dean Parrott. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Theo Walcott. He's, he's, he's still doing it till this day. Yeah, he true. Probably done the best. Three O Walcott. Three O Walcott, yeah. Yeah. Ben Amos never played for England. Hutchinson never played. Mika was all right. Um Hoyt, no. Never heard of Threltful. Dean, Dean Parrot. He was uh he was the most irritating player on any FIFA career mode. He's always been <laughs> like fifty two rating and never wanted to leave. James I saw him play actually. Jose Baxter. You know what? We're, we're missing the best right. fit. Yeah, I know. He's, he's managed to cry it up there in Scotland where there's no competition whatsoever. Yeah. But, got, um, uh, Sinclair went to City, didn't he? He went to City and then Sunderland. Yeah, couldn't hack it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he couldn't hack it. I, I just wanted to just point out that Dan is um, pretty much everyone in this lockdown in playing football manager you can all see that tabs you know what right (laughs) 2020 i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna point out his tabs but um (laughs) i need to get let's get rid of these annotations um football manager is is free to play now what oh really coronavirus yeah so have a look at this serious yeah i'm I'm on it i'm on it tonight I'm on it tonight. <laughs> That's mad. That's good of them, isn't it? See, it's thing, the thing is with yeah. the coronavirus, it, it's it's infecting, uh, sorry, it's affecting everyone. <laughs> infecting, nearly, nearly infecting everyone. It's affecting everyone. And, you know, it has brought out some of the worst in humanity, you know, fighting over toilet rolls, all this, but it has also brought out some of the best in humanity. You see people helping each other, companies looking out for each other. It's really nice. You you do in times of crisis, the it does really illuminate the both sides of humanity, but more importantly, the the better side that we can show. I think probably on that note as well, I've probably <laughs> said the, the best thing I've actually read, obviously, a thing about um, the good in humanity, is people should be going out there and checking on their elderly neighbours that have been told to to isolate for for twelve weeks. Um, that's, that's and it's just the, we've got to leave them alone, Levi. Don't go near them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, the, the really, that's a really, really good thing. Yeah, like, yeah. 
on, on, I knocked on my neighbour's door and asked her if she needed anything from Asda when I was go, going to my um, tea shop. So I don't know, obviously, we don't have massive amounts so of viewers. Whatever so. you're selling, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably one of the, the feel-good um, things that you probably can do during this outbreak. Check on the people around you, check on your yeah. neighbours and um, see if there's anything you can do to like, help them. Yeah, I actually have a, a note a note here that was posted through our door this week. Um, I'm just going to read it out, see what it says. I'll, I'll blank out some of the names. Hello, I listened to your podcast and it's absolute shit. Uh, oh, no, actually, no, that's a different note. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, all right, it's, <laughs> it says, uh, hello, my name is blank and I live on blank street. Um, I've started a Facebook group called Blank Street Community uh, to help anyone who is self-isolating for whatever reason to get help with errands or food. Please feel free to join or offer um, or ask for any help if you need it. Just stay updated. Thanks, Blank. Um, nice. But yeah, I think there's this community aspect is huge. And I think it's actually, I think people want to belong to a certain community and particularly in London where we live. I think it's not really widely accepted to be communal and, and to, to look out for one another. There's very much this, you know, push on alone or with your little pack kind of mentality here. Um, but I think it's really nice that, that something like this can maybe open up some of those doors and open up um, sort of lines between communities to actually, you know, interact with each other and, and look out for each other like it used to be. Yeah. Back way before. Oh, um, I'll soon be challenging everyone to the, to the to the the toilet roll kickups. Yeah. Um, so we could do a bit of our uh, um, BTF lockdown check-ins. I think that's what we should call it. Um, and just to see what we're all up to um, in our uh, self isolation chambers. That's what I'm calling them. It's not home anymore. It's a self isolation yeah. chamber. Like in the <laughs> in in the Simpsons when they Bart had to be in that little Zorb. Zorb thing for because he had a yeah. deadly virus. Do you remember that episode? Mm, yeah, one of, yeah. One of the many that the Simpsons have kind of predicted the future. Yeah, I remember. I remember it when he's in that little the bubble. Yeah, oh. the bubble. Yeah, the dome. No, the, the Simpsons did. Well, yeah. um, the Simpsons predicted um, something called the Osaka flu, which is was for, which they said it was from Japan, um, and that it would um, spread through like they they've done a little uh skit in the show where it spreads through someone sending a parcel and it went to like the u.s right. but similarly virus yeah, the, vi no, the virus yeah yeah the virus has been spread through an airborne capacity and has spread to countries like the u.s the uk so i don't want to talk about this conspiracy uh, greg you're the conspiracist amongst us what's your conspiracy on the simpsons <laughs> i think and that, one um I think I think that it's a case of if you throw enough shit at the wall, some of it will stick. Um, <laughs> Simpsons, Simpsons has been running. Simpsons has been running for about twenty thousand years, and they've said a lot of things, and you know, a handful of them have become close to reality. So people like to think that. Um, yeah, but the uh, mad one is that, the that is, one. that is one of that is one of the rare instances of conspiracy theory that I don't actually subscribe to. The, the Simpsons predicts in the future. Even not the the Ebola crisis one, where it's the front cover of a book and they put it in um, in there, and it's the Ebola crisis. Uh, the Ebola virus was first discovered on the River Ebola. That's why it's called Ebola virus in 1971. So it, it's not a new thing. 
Ebola. All right. I don't, I don't All right, believe Greg. <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did they predict that uh, Donald Trump would be uh, president? Yeah. That no, that didn't happen. That that was after the uh, the. So that that Simpsons episode came out after Trump was on the escalator. People just think that it happened before because no, I'm convinced that was before. No, no. As so I'm far as I know, I've before. not really researched. I've not really researched it a lot, but as far as I know, I'm going to disagree with that one. theory. BTF thirty seven then maybe a Simpsons special. Greg. Yeah. Oh yes, please. I, I love the Simpsons. I can look into that down because I've now got plenty of time on my hands from that the, you have. the bunker. <laughs> Disney just for out there, Disney Plus obviously will be launching and it's got all thirty all thirty series of the Simpsons on there. Uh, I might all thirty. I'll be getting on that. What's the monthly yeah. cost? Monthly cost. Well they've got they've got Ooh. a pre order special for fifty quid a year. That's not right. bad at all. Uh, it's about four pound a month, four fifteen. That's a month. that's really good. Quick math. That's decent. Very good. Decent. Quick math. Very decent. Quick it's math. only because I've got like <laughs> I, I typed it in once on Google, and now I'm getting adverts all over YouTube, Instagram, Twitter for it. So I've got that ingrained in my brain. And Disney have won because I probably will buy it. <laughs> right. I think what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll bring to a close BTF. 36 now uh if you have joined us for this episode obviously thank you and, and bear with us with some of the the technical um sort of things that we're going to be ironing out over the next couple of episodes uh but i think it's nice that we can do this and that we can still kind of have some social time together here even just you know for selfish reasons just us for uh having a chat um if you'd like to maybe even join us um We'd love to have some listeners join in on our Zoom conversation here as long as you uh, download Definitely. Zoom and, and get used to using it. Um, we have no reservations for having people uh, join us here on the show going forward. Uh, boys, obviously stay safe as ever. Uh, do wash your hands. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you hopefully for BTF 37. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah.